good to anybody? Hallelujah. There was a, uh, I won't keep you very long, but uh, I looked at Zacchaeus different than I ever had before because everybody knows he's a short guy. We sang about him in Sunday school. And he was a little guy, climbed up in the sycamore tree for the Lord he wanted to see, right? <laughs> and then Jesus comes to him and says, come down, I'm going to go to your house today, right? The song doesn't do what Zacchaeus was doing justice. It just doesn't. Because what Zacchaeus was doing was he was changing his view of God. Because <laughs> he was less than everybody else. So he was on a different level. So what he had to do, Brother Manley, is use what he had around him, which was a tree, to, to climb up and change his view of how he seen Jesus. And because he was willing to do that in front of everybody, he went to, he went, Jesus actually went home with him. Does anybody want Jesus to go home? Do you want Jesus to go home with you? Then you've got to change the way that you're looking at him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So he, he worshipped. Amen? Nobody ever thought about climbing a tree as worship, but it is. If you climb a tree to change the way that you look at Jesus, that's worship. That's worship. And then Jesus went on to say, because I have come to seek and to save that which was lost. And I thought it always meant because Zacchaeus was lost. It wasn't because he was lost. It was, there was a, a form of worship that had been lost. And Jesus rewarded Zacchaeus because he was willing to do what everybody else wasn't. Is anybody willing to climb a tree? You guys want to climb a tree tonight? Hallelujah, Jesus. Turn with me to Matthew 9 and 20 and 22. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. What's going on? Nine? Nine weeks. Brother Fox got nine weeks. I'm sorry, three weeks. I'm looking at my, my chapter here. Chapter 9. Brother Fox got put off for three full weeks. He told me now. He's like, well, if you don't get tonight, that'll be three full weeks you got off. But it didn't work that way. But it's okay. All right. 9 and 20. And beheld a woman which was diseased with an issue of blood. Twelve years came behind him and touched him of his garment. For she said within herself, if I may but touch his garment, I shall be made whole. Stay there. Stay there. For she said within herself. She had went to, uh, she'd went to a bunch of doctors. She'd went and listened to all, of, all the other people. She'd went all over Jerusalem trying to get an answer for something that she couldn't get an answer for. <laughs> the last person that she talked to before she got healed was herself. She stopped and she said within herself, if I may just touch his garment, I shall be made whole. Go one more scripture for me. Hallelujah. 9 and 22. But Jesus turned him about... And when he saw her, he said, Daughter, be of good comfort. Thy faith hath made thee whole. Isn't it weird that her faith came from talking to herself? <laughs> you may be seated in Jesus' name. My, my question to McCormick's Creek tonight is, are you desperate enough to talk to yourself? Because it's going to take some desperation, because anybody that talks to themselves looks silly. It's not the coolest thing to do. You don't see all the, the Hollywood stars and all the big-time people talking to themselves. Why? Because... You look silly doing that. Hallelujah. But tonight I, I ask the question. Hallelujah, Jesus. Are you desperate enough to talk to yourself? She got to a place in her life that, that there, was no, there was no answers. Brother Ed, you look like a million bucks tonight, buddy. You look good. Hallelujah, Jesus. She got to a place in her life there was no answer. Have you, has anybody ever been there? You, you, you searched all the world and there was just no answer for what you were seeking. <laughs> I want you to know tonight I'm desperate for God to do something in me. 
Even if that means talking to myself. The difference between me and her, and any of you and her, she didn't even have the Holy Ghost. We have something inside of us that is beyond anything that she could have ever thought possible. You don't have a goosebump machine inside of you. You have Yahweh inside of you. The same one that created all the world and hung the stars on nothing. I think we overlook just what we have sometimes. Hallelujah. But she was able to, to bear down and she began to get desperate. The Bible says that she had sought for help and there just wasn't any help coming. So she had made up her mind, if I can just touch this Jesus. I've heard about him. I've, heard, I, I've, I've listened to the stories. But, but Brother Robertson, he said it a couple, maybe last Wednesday or last Sunday. He said, the battle's not, it's not in your heart, it's in your head. It's, it's in your mind. You know how much I hate, I hate doing this in the flesh. I hate doing this. I hate, when I'm up here, I hate doing this. You see me doing this? I hate it. My flesh, it drives me nuts. I hate doing it. And I do it every single Sunday. Why? Because the Holy Ghost is saying to do what your flesh hates to do. And I hate doing it. There are times in our lives when we just have to do what we absolutely hate, hate to do. Even if that means taking a moment and talking to ourselves. Brother Dave, you have to do it. It's necessary. Desperation has the ability to drive us into places that we've never thought we would ever get to. Amen. Desperation drove Abraham out of the air of Chaldees. It drove Isaac to dig another well. It pushed Jacob into wrestling an angel. It drove Judah to, over, to overgo... <laughs> that's not even a word, excuse me. To overcome what Reuben's idea was and to lead the way. It drove Joseph into interpreting a dream that he had no business interpreting. It drove Moses' basket as he was a child through a, a crocodile-infested river. It drove Moses into an area of, of his life. Moses got directed in so many different ways. We could do an hour on him, but we won't. Joshua. It drove Joshua into praying for the sun to stand still. Anybody ever prayed that? No, you haven't because you've not been in battle the way Joshua was. If you was, you would have. It drove Samuel to anoint a king. It drove David into prayer and fasting that was beyond what he thought possible. It drove Jonathan and one little armor bearer to take an entire mountainside. It drove Isaiah to see him high and lifted up. It drove Ezekiel to preach to a dead and dry church. Thank God Brother Robertson doesn't have to deal with that. It drove Jonah to jump off of a boat into a great fish's mouth. It drove John into the breast of Jesus. It drove Peter to preach the greatest message ever preached. And it drove Jesus into a garden of Gethsemane in which he was all alone. Is anybody desperate to speak to themselves? How hard would it have been to be on that boat and know that, that the only way that all the people on the boat were going to survive was for you to get off of it? That would have been, been the hardest thing in the world. So here's the question. What if you are desperate enough and you just don't know what to say, Brother Davis? Sister Tuttle, if you'd give me 1 Timothy 3 and 16. Say you're, say you're where, I, where I'm talking about. And, you, and you're, you're right here and you, just, you don't know what to say to yourself. I'm desperate. Let's read this. And without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifest in the flesh, justified in the spirit, seen of angels, preached unto the Gentiles, believed on in the world, and received up into glory. That's a good one to start with. Just memorize that and say that to yourself hundreds of times a day, and everything else will work out. Hallelujah. Here's another one I want you to say. Isaiah 45, 5 through 7. You have that one? And I am the Lord, and there is none else. There is no God beside me. I have girded thee, though thou hast not known me, that, thou, that, they, <laughs> that they may know from the rising of the sun and from the west that there is none beside me. I am the Lord and there is none else. I form the light and create darkness. No, listen to what he's saying. I formed the light and I created darkness. I make peace and create evil. 
I, the Lord, do all things. He's so awesome that He has to create a not-awesomeness to balance everything. (laughs) He created everything. Just deal with my non-able ability to speak. Huh? Hallelujah. (laughs) Regardless of how uneducated I am, He's still God. Regardless of how stupid I may come across, He's still Jesus. And He's still able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all that we can ask or think. I'm almost done. I promise. I'm not going to take very much of your time. My question to you is, are you desperate enough to talk to yourself? I want you to want you to go back with me to the prodigal son. Everybody knows the story. What, what was his first, his first little, little encounter with, with, his, with his father was, was give me. Give me, Brother Hill. Give me all that's mine. Give me. Give me. Give me. Back the truck up. I'm loading all this stuff. It's all, it's all mine. I want all of my inheritance. Give me, give me, give me, give me. And then not very, very long later, he went through what all of us would call life. Has life any took anything away from anybody? Has life drug anybody off the mountaintop of God? But after going through what we would call life, Brother Davis, he makes his way back to his father. And his tone's way different. And what he asks is way different. Because when he gets back to, back to his father on his hands and knees, he says, make me. Make me. Just make me. I don't want nothing. I don't want nothing from you, Brother Eldar. Just make me. Make me. Make me just a hired servant. I just want to be back in the presence of God. Isn't it amazing how our tone changes sometimes before and after situations? Is anybody desperate enough to talk to themselves? The prodigal son is, is a wonderful example of what, what some of us used to be, Sister Tuttle. All arrogant and, and pompous and knowing that God holds all the keys and all the miracles and everything that we desire goes through Him. And we, we enjoy that. But when all the miracles stop, and we get to go through what we call life and through the valleys, sometimes our own ways of looking at even the Father changes. Hallelujah. But I'm so glad that I have someone that I can run back and just say, Make me. Make me God. The Word says, the God says, that He is a rewarder of those that diligently seek Him. You know what another word for diligently is? Desperately. Hallelujah, Jesus. Is anybody ready to just desperately seek Him? You know what's, you know what's wrong with our movement? We're comfortable. We're, we're just, we're comfortable. Our music is awesome. Our preaching is, is fantastic. It's second to none. We want for nothing. And we get comfortable in that. We get absolutely comfortable in that. And I went to Brother Parkey's last Sunday night after the drama, and Brother O'Rourke said something that, that shook me, Brother Daniel. He, he was talking about Anton LaVey and how he had, he had started the Satanic Church. And, and he died in le, mid-late 90s. But they, they interviewed either his sister or his daughter, one of the two. And it, it was by a Christian-based based, uh, interviewer. And he said that he was kind of poking fun at, at, at her. And she said, enjoy this while it lasts. This was in the 90s. She said, at the turn of the century... From 2000 forward, you'll see a spirit of self-righteousness sweep this country that you've never, ever seen. You've never, ever seen before. And he kind of took a step back. What do, you say, what do you say to that? Because you know it's true. You know that there is the spirit of selfishness is running rampant through the world more now than ever, ever before. And I'm not, I'm not, I'm not giving her accolades, but I, I am wanting you to understand that there needs to be a spirit of humility in here like never, ever before. There's got to be a balance to everything that's going on out there and here. 
Hallelujah, Jesus. And we've got to get there. Hallelujah. But it's easy. It's easy to come in and enjoy the music. It's easy to come in and enjoy the preaching. It's easy to come in on Wednesday night and enjoy the RBD. It's easy. Hallelujah, Jesus. But it's also easy to leave here as self-righteous as I came. It's so easy to, easy to come in and, and go through the motions. Brother St. Clair told, told a story a couple of Friday nights ago that he, it, really, it really shook me. He said, he said, I was up there and he, he leads in worship from, from the piano and he was, he was just really getting with it. He said the church was, was doing it. They were singing freedom and there was people getting loose in the spirit. And he said all this was happening. He said, and I thought to myself in the spirit, Brother Eldar, he said, this is awesome. This is what God's really desiring. And he said, everybody's worshiping, just like here. Everybody was worshiping and, and seeking God. And God, God told him, he said, I need, you to, I need you to look around for a minute. And he said, I'm playing. He's like, I see God. This is awesome. This is great. Move in this place. Touch every heart and every mind. And, and, and God said, no, no, no. I need you to look at what's going on. And he said, I, I see it, God. I, I know what you're saying. This is great. Move in this place. Touch every heart and every... Heal. Move. Lead. Guide. Direct. And he said, No. I need you to look and see what's going on. And he said, that's, that's when I stopped and I looked and he said, he said, God spoke to me and said that 95% of everybody, everything that's happening right now, it's in neutral. Everybody's brain is in neutral. They've heard this song a million times. They're just going, they're going through the motions and they're not, even, they're not doing it on purpose. They're not doing it because they don't love God. They're not doing it because there's not a desire to see what God's really going to do, but we get so accustomed to what's going on around us that we shut God off. And now it's just, oh, I, I know what to do during this song, Brother Manley. I've heard you play it a million times. This is when I'm going to jump. This is when we're going to run. I'm going to get up here with my son, and we're, gonna, we're just going to enjoy the presence of God. And the whole time I'm doing it with my brain in neutral. But I'm desperate, and I need God to change that. I need Him to shake me and make sure that during every song I've got my mind on straight and I, I'm, 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 I'm desperate for God to move in me. And I'm not just responding to the good music. And I'm not just responding because, because He made a valid point. And Brother Hill's preaching his guts out and he's screaming and yelling and that's when I'm supposed to stand and clap. But it's because what he's saying is affecting my life. I've got to get desperate. In these final moments of time, we've got to get desperate. If nothing else, look around you. If, do you have any family here? <laughs> I've, I've been praying for about, about 12 years now. I've been married to Jess, and I love you. And uh, I've been praying for 12 years that, that God would, would bless her for being stuck with me. And, I, and I'm, not, I'm not joking. I'm being honest. That she could do, she could do a lot better than me. And I pray, every, God, just, just touch her, bless her. Finally, God spoke to me and said, I'll take care of it. Stop praying this. There's more important things that you need to be praying about. He said, get desperate. So then I started praying for my kids. God, touch them. Forgive, forgive them for having a dad like me. Okay, stop. Stop. You have other things that you can pray about. Be careful what you pray for. Get desperate for Him. Get desperate for Jesus. Hallelujah. As the music comes, I've got, I've got one, more, one, more, uh, one more scripture. Matthew 26 and 42. Hallelujah, Jesus. He went away again the second time, they're talking about Jesus, and prayed, saying, Oh, my Father, if this cup may, pa may not pass away from me, except I drink it, thy will will be done. Okay, we know, I, I, I am, if, you, if you're a Trinitarian, I'm not, I'm not bashing you, I'm not coming against you, but I, I, I am oneness from the top of my head to the sole of my feet. 
Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Everything that is in Him is God. They killed Jesus, but they couldn't kill the God that, that represented Jesus Christ. Amen? Everybody? Okay, so with that being said, we know that, that the Bible says that Jesus was full of the Holy Ghost, right? So God dwelt inside of the flesh of Jesus Christ. Who was He talking to? Oh, my Father, if this cup may not pass away from me. He was talking to Himself. He was talking to Himself. And if we're all supposed to be like Jesus, and we're all supposed to, to pick up our crosses every day and follow Him, can, can, if He's willing to talk to Himself, how much more should we be willing to talk to ourselves? It was just a cute way to, to say that, that more now than ever before we need to pray like we've never prayed before. When I say that you talk to yourself, I'm talking about you and your spirit. You and the Holy Ghost that, that, is, that is dwelling inside of you. You need to get a hold of it. And we need to let, let, let some stuff go. We need to lay some things down. And we need to get where we've never, ever gotten before. Does anybody really want to go where you've never, ever been before? If you, if you do, I want you to stand. And I don't want you to stand because the, your neighbor stood. I want you to stand because you want something that you've never, ever had before. Does it, everybody, can we all agree that there is more to this than what we've ever received? That there is levels that we've never, ever, re- ever was able to reach yet? Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. In Chronicles, it talks about if His people would humble themselves and what? And pray. Don't make it any harder than what you you tried to say that 20 times yesterday. We're trying to wrap our minds around this RBD. Don't make it any harder than what it is. If you'll just humble yourself and pray. According the way I read it is He takes care of everything else. If I'll just humble myself, get away from that self-righteous spirit, and humble myself and just, just... Just pray. What's prayer? You and God connecting. Just you and Jesus. So for the next little bit, can we just can we just just spend some time with Jesus? The altars are always open. If you don't want to come, you don't have to. If you're waiting on on some great theologian to say something, it's not me. You're gonna have have Brother Robertson come up here and, and and finish this off. But if you desire a place that you've never been, if you can just just get desperate enough to just talk to yourself for a little while, can we do that together? In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Even Jesus took a few moments and talked to Himself. Hallelujah. Let's just talk to Him for a little while in Jesus' name. Thank you, Jesus. People are praying everywhere. I ask you, if you must talk, please go out in the vestibule. And Lord bless you. If you're not praying, you're dismissed in Jesus' name. Uh, The rest of you, if you come down and pray with someone, please do.